Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of being joined by Tyler Linderbaum today. And I'll start here, Tyler. All right, so bullying is a serious issue, right? But you bullied Devin White the other day <laughs> down in Tampa all game long. Do you have any apologies that you want to issue? I mean, Tyler, that man, you pushed that man 20 yards down the field. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, you know, just playing hard, I guess. Um, <laughs> no apologies, no. Uh, I just, you know, that's that's how the game's supposed to be played. Um, you know, obviously, they got me a few times, but that's a game of football. It's an imperfect game, so it was fun to kind of get that uh, moment. So how just many, need more of it. How many times have you seen that clip, the, uh, clip, the one that you ran him 15 yards and then dumped him on his back? I've seen it a few times, but um, I don't know. I'm not just I'm not one of those guys that just sits there and watches because I'm more of you know I gave up a sack that game, so I'm more watching that that clip of Vitave against right. me. So, but you know it was fun and we came out with the win. So, well, what is a game like that? You get into the locker room. It's a prime time game. You're getting love from the Thursday night football broadcast. Like, is your phone blowing up? And you had this clip that, like, kind of, you know, semi viral. I'll call it semi viral, where you're <laughs> pushing one of the best linebackers in the league 20 yards down the field. W what is your phone like when you get in the locker room after a game like that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just had my buddies text me, like, good game. Really, no one, I don't think anyone sent me anything about the clip. Um, but then eventually I saw more of it and more of it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just friends probably hit me up later on, like, nice play, but that's about it. I mean, that has to be an offensive lineman's, like, dream second half. You all rushed for over 200 yards in the second half. <laughs> I mean, that is that just kind of, you know, how did you feel in that mode? Is that kind of exactly the, the way you want to play football? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime we can, you know, come out there and perform like that in the second half, that's that's awesome. Um, but you know, obviously, it took some time to get there. But right. uh, you know, definitely credit to you know the running backs and the all line uh, blocking their butts off. What's it like for you? You know, you've been so good at getting to the second level. That's kind of that was a lot of your game in college, and now we're seeing that in the NFL. What do, what's the look on linebackers' faces when they see you coming downhill and just? just getting the hooks in on them in the second level <laughs> um i don't know i'm not i'm not really looking them in the eyes but uh <laughs> you know i feel like that's some uh, part of my game that i you know excel at um but you know just being more consistent about it and when i do the get to the second level you know being able to do that uh, you know it's something that you know is important to me just being more consistent at it 
but you know, anytime I can get the, climb up to the second level, uh, you know, try to make things happen, and that's where like big big plays happen. Right. Do you ever feel like the the linebacker or whoever it is that you climb up to, like once you get on him, that this is kind of what I saw from Devin White is like he wasn't really pushing you back. It seemed you were just kind of <laughs> he was along for the ride. Like that, that that once you get him, they're like, oh, I'm done. Right. You know what I mean? Do you ever like get that feeling kind of? <laughs> Um, no, I would, I mean, yes and no. Uh, I think that's the thing about, you know, when you climb up on linebackers, it's like, obviously we have more size than them, but also they're quicker and more agile than us. Right. So for them, if they're trying to, they want us to miss them, but if we get a hold of them, then, you know, that's where they have more trouble. So right. the more that we can grab onto them and push them back, the better it is for the offense. Right. So Tyler, what's been the biggest surprise about life in the NFL so far? Biggest surprise. Um, You know, I just think, you know, being in the NFL, you're, you're going against the best guys in the world every single uh, game, every single snap. Uh, you know, obviously there's some games in college where the guys aren't as good, um, and you know that, but now in the NFL, every single snap you got to bring it, and if you don't, you're going to get exposed. So that's where, like, consistency, you know, consistency in your game is important, and it's something that, especially as, like, a young player, that I realize that you need to be more consistent each and every play uh, to be successful in this league. At what point, I don't know if it's training camp, if it's in an actual game, like at what point did you feel like, all right, like I can play in this league? Whew. You know, it was, I don't know, probably once I got to kind of my first couple games because, you know, I dealt with some stuff mm -hmm. in fall camp uh, injury-wise. I really didn't get the opportunity to, you know, face our defense that much. You know, I played only eight snaps in the preseason, so right. really I didn't know what to expect, yeah. you know, once those bullets started flying that first game. But, you know, once that first game, you know, once that we started that first game, it, you know, football's football. You know, obviously the guys are, are, are much better, but, you know, I'm here for a reason, um, you know, and just, you know, play my style of football. It mm -hmm. seems like we were talking about this the other day, that it seems like your confidence has really built a lot you know because it's it's hard for a rookie to go down to an with an injury and miss that much time you know especially when the expectation is hey you're going to be the week one starter right. immediately like that's a lot of a lot of pressure on your shoulders right and and it seemed like now that you're getting some game reps that you just feel like you got a little swagger to you like <laughs> you, do you feel a lot different than you did and how hard was that to deal with as a rookie getting an injury in camp <laughs> well first i don't think i have any swag to my <laughs> game whatsoever um let's start with that uh you know i think that's that's a part of this game like if you're playing with confidence you know i think you can play at a really high level you know as soon as you start doubting yourself then that's where things start start to go bad so just right. you know that's why i have great i have really great teammates around me supporting me um you know, there's not one guy that I don't trust on the team, on the O-line, you know, quarterback, running backs, receivers. And, you know, when you have that kind of trust in one another, like a lot of good things can happen. And that's where you really start believing in yourself. Right. You talked about the Vita Vea sack. And, you know, there was a ton of talk, pre-draft talk about your size and where you're going to be able to match up with these massive defensive tackles and those tackles and stuff. And it really doesn't get any more massive than Vita Vea. <laughs> I mean, was that, was that the, the toughest challenge for you? And, and what is your outlook now that you've had a few games under your belt of how can I match up against these monsters on the D line? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I've had a few games this year where, you know, there's been nose tackles that are much bigger than me. 
um, that's where I mean, if you look around the league, there's a lot of centers that are like undersized, so mm-hmm. and and they get the job done, uh, you know, just as good as uh, other bigger centers. Um, right. So just using using uh, your talents, using your leverage, I think is the biggest thing, and just like technique, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about like who wants it more. It might not be pretty, um, but if you get the job done, if you block your guy, and uh, that's where like big plays happen. I'm curious, like, what is it like when you go through this draft process? And you hear like so much of the conversation, size, size, size. Like you go from Iowa, where you're like the best player on the team, and like you're a leader of the team, and it's like you. Everyone's kind of probably patting you on the back when you're at Iowa, man. You're great. You're a stud. You're the leader. Like you're the guy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the draft. And then it's like, ah, it's too small. You're like, wait, what the heck? I thought I was a good player. Like, what, right. what, <laughs> what is that like for you? And how did you handle that? I had the so when I was like trying to decide if I wanted to come out or not. Um, one of my coaches like because I, I finally told him I'm like I think I'm going to enter draft. He's like, or when I was in the process of making decisions, he's like this is like you go from being told you're the greatest in college, everything you're good at, to now during the draft process, you're going to hear everything that you're bad at. Um, so just I knew right when he told me that I'm like yeah it's probably going to be like that. Um, <laughs> that's just how it is, you know every everyone they're dissecting you trying to find you know things that you're not good at and um you know especially during that draft process they want to find every little thing but you know just like we talked about like having that confidence in yourself and believing in yourself and the things that you can do is something that you know i think um that i try to do so just keeping that in the back of my mind like is it do you have to keep yourself from getting frustrated like i remember like i always think about this with guys and like at a combine you know i remember you talking with reporters and there's a whole bunch of reporters and you're getting all these questions about you know what scheme you'll fit in and probably like every other question was size you know and it's like do you have to keep yourself from being like dude just put on the tape like did you watch me in iowa the last few years like i'm a stud like i don't want to hear about it no i mean like they're valid questions um you know, there's there's times where I do get overpowered, but like I said, that's going into consistency with your mm-hmm. technique and everything and how you play the game. So I, I mean, it, it it's a, a question that should be answered. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, like put on the tape. I need to show that I can, you know, perform with these um, big nose guards up front. You know, I think I'm. I don't even think I'm close to scratching the surface on my potential. But um, that just comes with you know continuing to work hard and continue to believe in myself and trusting my teammates around me. Like we talked about before you know the expectation when you were drafted is this guy's going to be a, an immediate starter how much pressure did that put on your shoulders especially you know when you step into an offensive line a lot of that is you have other veterans on the line and you as the center have to kind of be the leader in there you know how how tough was that to kind of handle yeah I mean to be honest I didn't know if I was going to be starting um <laughs> you know I just and I just came in, you know, put my head down and, and tried to work, trying to learn the offense. You know, because when I first got here, I was like, there's no way I can start right now. I'm just learning the offense. So, <laughs> um, so I just think, but that's like, I have great, great teammates in that O-line room that, you know, have always helped me. Any questions I have, um, you know, they're there to answer it. And I think they have been a big impact on me and my development so far as a rookie. Right. How how do you take more and more leadership on that line? And, and do you feel yourself kind of being that commander a little bit more now? Yeah, just with how the center position works, I think, you know, you got to have guys trust you and, um, you know, with the calls you're making. Uh, I think, you know, naturally, since I've only played center in my career, I just feel like, you know, naturally I have some of those qualities. Um, so just continue earning those trust from those teammates to believe in me and the calls that I'm making. Did you guys run much shotgun at Iowa? Um. 
Yes and no. I mean, we're we're definitely mostly uh, we're more under center than what we are here now. So stuff like that is you know stuff I need to continue to improve on. You know, just getting more more and more comfortable with the shotgun snapping. Um, but you know that just comes with repetition. Like, is that something that when you get here you feel like, all right, I gotta I gotta really work on like the the techniques of that. I think probably fans look at that like, yeah, it's a snap. You know, I can do a snap. It's easy, right? You know, it's like, but but is that something that like you have to kind of if you hadn't done a ton of it that you have to like kind of work on the, the mechanics of that a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always stuff that you can tweak. Um, but also like during the season and stuff like that, you don't want to tweak too much. Yeah. Uh, cause a lot of bad things can happen from there, but it's just like with anything, you know, there's always stuff that you can, you know, focus on and you know, you can't, you can't just completely forget about snapping the ball because at the end of the day it has to get back to the quarterback. Um, so it makes things easier on him with reads and stuff like that. Is Lamar Jackson very particular about his snaps and what is it? Tom Brady, right? Doesn't Ryan Jensen basically have to wear a diaper, right? Because he can't have a sweaty butt, yeah. right? Is Lamar like particular in any way about his snaps or right. anything like that? Um, I don't wear a diaper, so I don't think he's too concerned about that. That's one of the things, like going in the gun, you really don't have to worry about, um, you know, putting that towel in the back. Right. Uh, just because he's not under center that much. So, uh, but no, I mean, Lamar doesn't have a preference, I think, where the ball's at. You know, I think as long as it's somewhat in this area, that's that's really that all that matters. Right, right. And, and you're right. That's, that's the breaking news. That's the biggest update from this podcast. Ro- or, Tyler does not wear a diaper. Anyways, yep. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot has been said about your wrestling background. Obviously, yeah. that was really uh, a big thing of yours in Iowa, and you were a state champion? Uh, no, sadly. No, oh, no. Okay. come on. Hey, come on. My <laughs> um, but, like, how much do you feel that has really helped you in your football career, and does it ever feel like it's kind of just a wrestling match out there? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of things that wrestling helps with with football. Um you know, just body positions that you're in sometimes you're familiar with that just from wrestling, but also yeah. like a like a mindset aspect. When you go on that wrestling mat, it's you versus the other guy. There's no one else that can help you. Um, it's one on one. And if you get your butt whooped, everyone knows that you got your butt whooped. So <laughs> right. that's the thing that I really enjoy about wrestling. And, you know, I try to carry over that kind of mindset of, you know, just you're just doing your job, you know, win the one on ones um, and things were take care of themselves did you always know even though you're wrestling that that football was going to be your career because i mean iowa wrestling in iowa that is like right up there right. you know i mean that's a big sport in iowa you didn't get the cauliflower ear, no no i don't <laughs> so, have it yeah you avoided that so i mean did you think that ever like maybe i'll wrestle in college or do you always knew it was football so i i started wrestling my sophomore year um, okay. of high school so the reason why i went out was for football so gotcha. i really never thought about wrestling in college uh, you know, my brother wrestled in college. He went to Minnesota State Mankato. So I guess it's a little bit in my blood, but it's not something that I wanted to do at the next gotcha. level. Gotcha. And and the big clip is is when you beat Tristan Wirfs, your nemesis, <laughs> and, and you took him down in a big match, your final match against him. And, you know, you're not like a, like you said, you're not like a, a swaggy guy necessarily, <laughs> but you had some emotion when you got that one. Take Take us through that one. Yeah, that was a you know, it was a big match. Um, you know, our schools we're only about ten minutes away and it's one of our, you know, big rivals. So yeah. um I think the the duel that we were in with them was to go to state for like the team duels. So it was kind of a big match and especially you know, being Tristan, obviously Tristan's a great athlete and, you know, very successful. He actually ended up winning state that year. Mm. So just to be able to beat someone like him, um, you know, it felt pretty good. 
Right. And, and and then Tristan goes to Iowa, and you guys are teammates. Did you like? Did you ever bring up that match or not? Like, do you talk about? <laughs> did you ever talk about that? Um, no, no, I've I've never really brought it up to him. Um, he probably I mean, gets tired Twitter, of Twitter brings it up. Yeah. That's my <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I've texted him like, dude, if I see this video like one more time, like I'm gonna lose it. Like, I can only imagine what you feel like. Um, but it's funny. I mean, I sometimes see like his wrestling coach like chirping like. What about the six matches before that? Like, so like, <laughs> like joking around. So stuff like that's fun. Um, but, you know, that's just two competitors going at it, and you're going to have that. So, yeah, I mean, maybe looking back, especially the career Tristan's going to have in uh, the football on the gridiron, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty special looking back at that. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So, so in, in totality, he had you. like he. What was your record against each other? Who? Um... It was probably like one in seven. But you have the clip. No one needs to know about that. You <laughs> right. have the, the clip that right. went viral of you going crazy I do, after yeah. beating him. Yeah, so we faced each other my sophomore and junior year, and we probably faced each other seven or eight times. <laughs> but, yeah, the clip, that's probably the only video that's out there of us wrestling. <laughs> so. See, I had no idea that he had, like, your number. I just kind of assumed, like, well, that was that was the one match. I don't think a lot it. of people know. So We'll keep that. We'll, we'll edit yeah, this part yeah, out of the podcast. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And you saw him down in Tampa. Like, how cool was it to see him down there? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, especially like seeing all the like any of these teams that have like former teammates on it. It's, it's so cool, uh, just knowing where we started and now like we're living our dreams in the NFL. It's it's really cool, um, you know, just to experience that, just chatting up like yeah. like we've. It was awesome, just uh, you know, being able to experience that with him. You know, before the game, we were talking for like twenty, thirty minutes, so. It was it was fun. Now, what, what's it like playing with Lamar? And one moment that I feel like you really made a good impression on him was during training camp, and Lamar threw an interception, and you go hawking. You you almost hawked. I don't remember who it was that caught it. Maybe it was Tony Jefferson, and you took off down the field and almost caught Tony from behind. And Lamar was like, "Dang, we pulled up the tape. My center was running yeah. like like uh, you know your athleticism is is pretty incredible. And and how do you feel like that kind of you know helps you in your game in totality and secondarily like." Just playing with Lamar, you know, another yeah. fast guy. Right. Not a different level of fast. <laughs> yeah, way, you way put different. you, Lamar, you in can't the put us in the same <laughs> spectrum. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think my athleticism definitely helps, but um, I don't know. I think you know, through the interception, like my first instinct is going to try to get the ball out. I don't know. I wasn't thinking about 
how fast I was running. I just try to go hit the ball out, and, um, and I guess he ended up liking that. So, do you, do you, you they test your speeds at practice, right? You wear those like spark things. They put right. that on the centers too. Uh, yeah, we do wear them. Okay. What'd you get up to? Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I, I don't know. You're gonna have to ask. Oh Sam about that. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to figure that one out. See if yeah. it was a top ten speed no. of training camp. <laughs> it was probably like. 23 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. oh, I don't know. It wasn't. Step aside, Devin Duvernay. Linderbaum's <laughs> right. got first place. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely probably the fastest on the team so far this season. So, <laughs> Well, last one for me, Tyler. It's just, you know, you're off to a, a hot start in your rookie career. Just kind of what are your goals for the rest of this season and for this offense? Yeah, really just keep excelling um, as offensive unit, you know, and just continue to win games. We talk about stacking games, stacking wins. I think, you know, that's our focus is if the O-line is doing their part, you know, I think a lot of people gel around that. If if we're blocking people and moving people up front, um, you know, I think our offense will be rolling. But, you know, it certainly isn't easy. It's something that, you know, it takes, you know, five equals one, and we're going to have to continue to do our job. But as long as we're stacking wins, that's all I really care about. Awesome. Well, Tyler, cool. man, this has been great. Enjoy it. Keep uh, putting people on their back 20 yards down the field. Keep bullying people. We <laughs> yeah. sign off on your version of bullying. <laughs> Appreciate right, it, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Well, great stuff from Tyler Linderbaum. Found out he doesn't wear a diaper. That was important. <laughs> I know you wanted to get to the bottom of that. Oh, I had a few follow-ups on the diaper stuff. <laughs> but I restrained myself, kept it in. Well, you know, Jensen, like he has this stuff like yeah. five towels. It, well, I mean, the, the backstory here is... Is that basically the when Ryan Jensen? Story. Yes, yeah. Well done. <laughs> when Ryan Jensen got to Tampa, he shared a photo basically saying that once he had his first practice with Brady, Brady was very particular about making sure everything was nice and dry. Right. So he, he doesn't like a wet ball. Yeah. Sweaty so he ball. wants to basically stick a towel on his backside. So that oh, multiple towels. Everything's nice and dry. So that's the backstory. If you weren't uh, familiar with that, yeah, exactly. But anyway, really good stuff yeah. from Tyler. I mean, I, I think he's just—I like the kid. You yeah. know, he's, he's a good player, good head on his shoulders. Like, I think that's going to be a very, very good first-round pick for the Ravens. Yeah. Before we give you our thoughts on this upcoming game against the Saints, we also want our listeners to know the sports landscape's always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests for, for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a line but players you try to stay under the salary cap and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up so now you know how to play download the DraftKings app today sign up using the code flock new users get a free entry with their first deposit again the code is flock at DraftKings well I think this is going to be another important game for the offensive line because you look at the Saints defense and they got some players on that other side I mean Cameron Jordan on one side Marcus Davenport on the other you know it's not Vita Vea in the middle necessarily Mm -hmm. for Tyler but they have some players, you know, that those edge rushers can get after it and really disrupt running games. They got Tyron Matthew on the back end. You know, they've got the big, who's the corner? Um, Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore, I mean. So it's it's going to be a challenge. And anytime you go down there to New Orleans, that place can get rocking. Those fans are passionate. And on Monday Night Football, like, not an easy challenge. The Saints have kind of been an up-and-down team a little bit this year. Yeah. But... You know, they have Alvin Kamara, who lit it up with three touchdowns last week. So it's going to be a challenge. It is, like the Saints football. are honestly a difficult team to figure out. And like, yeah. this is one of those teams you don't play very often. So right. you don't know them that well. Uh, they don't have Drew Brees, obviously, anymore. So it's been Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I think it's going to be the Red Rifle again, it's right? It's going to be Andy Dalton. Um, and so mm. then they. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. I have mixed feelings about the Red Rifle. Of course, they're very much have faced him plenty of times. Right. And um, some, some good some memories. Good, some bad. Some bad memories. <laughs> 
But like, yeah, it's it's hard to know exactly like who the Saints are. I think be- yeah. because of some of those changes. Um, and again, it's a team that you don't see all that often, that, which adds another layer to that. Right. But look, I, I think that the Ravens right now, like, they're in a great spot. They're oh, five and sure. three right now. But you're only in a great spot if you, you keep winning. Like, yeah. you, if you get the win this week and you go into the bye at six and three, really big win. And you're like, okay, you're six and three. You feel like you have a great path to the playoffs. Like, you get this win, you're like, team's going to the playoffs. All right. Yep. And now the question is, now you start getting into seeding and how far you're going to go and all that stuff. That's the feeling. That's yeah. the vibe. If you lose, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh my gosh, on. it's going to be. Then you got to think about it for two weeks because it's going to be a slog. It's, it's, right. it's a Monday night football game, all that. But like, if you get a win here, you're really in great position. And then also, where based on where the Bengals are, they're struggling a little bit right now. The Ravens have already beaten them. The Bengals are zero and three in the division. Yep. So you have like a really a, a good leg up on on the Bengals. But again, the key is, is you can't let your foot off the pedal. Yep. And and allow. You know, you to cost yourself really important seating at this point of the year, especially in a game. I know it's on the road. It's Monday Night Football. By no means is it going to be an easy game. No. But the Ravens are favored. Right. Like, this is a game that you should win. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, obviously, we're very excited to see the defense uh, with the addition of Roquan Smith in the middle <laughs> of it. I cannot wait to see this dude play. Yeah. I thought first impressions when we first met him on Wednesday were just A++. You know, I know you've never seen that on a report card before, but I'll let you know. <laughs> Uh, I I thought like that he just came off really well. Like he's just personable, uh, passionate, just smart dude. I just, I thought I was really impressed with him. Yeah, I mean, and the more I've looked, watched him on tape and watched, just watched him play more, you know, being in Chicago, like you don't really watch him a whole lot. You just see the tackle stats. Yeah. Kind of like Patrick Queen did, right? Sitting on the sideline in our video clip that we put out. Um, But like, Looking at him more closely, it, it's really intriguing what he and Patrick Queen can do get together. Well, Roquan, you know, he won the press conference. He, he, did. he passed that test without question. And I think a lot of reporters walked away from there saying, man, that guy's impressive. You know, yeah. he's, he's sharp. He's, he seems like a guy who's going to be a leader. I really liked him. And he, yep. he, was, he was great. He had a great press conference. And on the field, like, my – and it's practice. We're not watching the whole thing. It's limited dose. But my feeling and just, like, the eye test – is that he looks the part and passes that test as well. Like he mm-hmm. moves really fluidly. He's got good size. Everyone talks about his instincts and his knowledge of the game, which I think we'll see that in game action. It's kind of tough to tell that in practice. But his fluid movement does stand out to me when I watch him out there practice. Yeah. I think it's so easy as a Ravens fan, you know, when you were spoiled with Ray Lewis to like want to compare everybody to Ray who follows, right? It was like, well, Daryl Smith came in. It's like, oh, he has a Ray Lewis-esque vibe, mm-hmm. right? And then like every linebacker, you know, when we drafted Arthur Brown, it was like, yeah. Arthur, are you going to be the next Ray Lewis, right? right? Patrick Queen, of course, got that. CJ Mosley for a CJ Ma- Mosley, of course, got that for a long time. And, and now you're seeing some of this with Roquan. And to be quite honest, and I know you kind of mentioned this in our instant reaction pod, He's the closest thing that I've seen yet mm-hmm. that, that, you know, of, of the guys that have stepped in here. He just kind of reminds me of that. Like, Ray was just a tackling machine. He weren't, there's nothing like athletically that you said, like, oh my God, this, 
is crazy. Yeah. I mean, fast sideline to sideline can certainly cover ground, makes tackles, can slip tackles, slip blocks. You know, uh, can take on blocks at times. Like Roquan's more of a guy who kind of gets around, slips past blocks, than a block guy who takes on blocks. Mm-hmm. But Ray was kind of the same way. Ray wanted those big nose tackles and defense tackles in front of him to gobble it up so he could kind of run around and just run free. That's what Roquan reminds me of. Yeah, and he just cleans everything up. Yeah. Like he just, everything, if something gets to him, he's cleaning it up. Exactly. And there's no question about it. And then, you know, meeting him for the first time on Wednesday, there's a little bit of vibes that way too. Nobody's ever like Ray, you know, the, <laughs> the like, the energy that, that he brought. But like, just in terms of like his vibe, like being the alpha, being kind of that leadership vibe, uh, just sharp dude, like, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Ray in that way. Well, look. No one ever is going to match like exactly. the theatrics of Ray Lewis. Oh, like no. that well, was if he comes out doing the squirrel dance, Roquan <laughs> in his first home game. If you got a sign off from Ray, that would be fire. That would be good. That would be good. I don't know if it's going to happen. Probably but, won't, but um, that would be fire. But yeah, he he he. I what I where I just to kind of put a bow tie on the on the Ray Lewis piece, like. When he was at Georgia, that's where I watched him at Georgia, mm-hmm. and I was like, he is the Ray Lewis of that defense. Like, he makes yep. every tackle. He's always in the right spot. He's the leader. Like, he had all the leadership stuff. I think the leadership stuff will come here. But just as, like, so so viewers and listeners know, like, something that I thought was pretty cool with him in the locker room, two things. One, his locker is right next to Patrick Queen. Yeah. Right next to him. So yep. those two guys are going to be joined at the hip. And was I, that an empty locker previously? I, did he did he just take away? <laughs> I think he might have taken away an empty locker. Um, <laughs> but But... So, like, I think that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. those two guys are going to get to know each other really well. Patrick Queen said that he's fired up about this. And, you know, some people may have thought that uh, this is that he wouldn't be on board with this. No. Nah. He right. thinks this is going to benefit him, and they are they're going to be attached to the hip. And then the other thing, too, like, I was watching him, and he was kind of making his way around the locker room, just meeting his teammates, introducing himself. Like, mm-hmm. I saw him chatting with Chuck Clark and um, Calais Campbell, just getting to know your new teammates, which mm-hmm. is important. And and if you're going to be a leader on the team, you got to have the respect of the guys in that locker room. And it seems yeah. like he's trying to earn that and develop that by just getting to know guys first and foremost. Yeah, for sure. And then on the other side, uh, you know, other side defensively, on the outside, I should say, Tyus Bowser is expected to come back yep. and, and play against the Saints, make his debut. David Ajabo, we're not really sure. The rookie second-round pick, does he play in this first game back? It sounds like he's a little bit behind Tyus, just by fact that he's a rookie. Well, it's also the injury occurred two months later. Exactly. And he, so David said that he had his first full practice on Wednesday. Yep. So it seems like Tyus has a better chance of playing. Tyus is is a difference maker as well as Roquan in this defense and what they can do. His coverage ability, obviously rushing the pass where he led the team in sacks last year. Like Tyus Bowser is a difference maker coming back on this defense. So you have to love the way that this is all coming together. And I think it's a real opportunity going down to New Orleans who, you know, Michael Thomas hasn't played in a long time. They're kind of banged up with injuries as well. Uh, wide receiver. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see if they can put on a defensive show mm. in NOLA. That would be nice. I'd be on board with that. Yeah. I think the defense is getting this team and this defense are getting healthy at the right time. Um, and like I said before, win this week, and then we're all going to be feeling real good. Sitting real pretty. Going into that bye. So uh, thanks so much for listening. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We will have an instant reaction podcast uh, yep. immediately after that game on Tuesday morning. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, wait. 
Oh, man, it's wait. Monday football. You got to get ready for the New Orleans big win, the big win. <laughs> little jazzy vibe. That was terrible. <laughs> Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.